The Internet. The Final Frontier. Welcome one and all to Boldly Going Nowhere at AwesomeCon 2017. I'm Colin with Castwave Studios, and immediately to my right I have Jonathan Rubin, the Managing Director of the Flying V Theater Company. Jonathan, tell me about Flying V. Sure. Flying V is your friendly neighborhood indie theater. We're a pop culture-infused theater company taking inspiration from the modern mythologies of our lives. Uh, high fantasy, sci-fi, comic books, pro wrestling... Uh, all of the things that we know and love in our day and age and saying, what if you gave those things the reverence uh, that we believe they should have um, and put them, melded them with intimate moments. So you take that high concept and that intimate moment, you put those together and with those two things combined you get awesome theater. And that's also our tagline is be awesome. I mean, and you picked the perfect place to be awesome. I mean... Where else to be awesome but awesome content? That's true, and that's why we've been here since year one, doing uh, stage greetings. Okay, so uh, let me ask you a question. So right now, now, as a theater company, you've got certain runs of certain plays going out. Yes. So what do you got running right now? Right now, we are running Flying V Fights, The Secret History of the Unknown World. Uh, the Secret History of the Unknown World is the third in our Flying V Fights series. Uh, the first was Love is a Battlefield. The second was Heroes and Monsters. And the idea with each of these is that you... We create a theatrical album that takes a look at um, some theme, whichever it is, depending on the year, uh, and says what happens if you tell those stories primarily through fight choreography, because I myself uh, am a freelance fight director, and uh, so I love telling stories through fights. Mm -hmm. um, with The Secret History of the Unknown World, we're looking at all of genre fiction from Frankenstein and Jekyll and Hyde and all of those uh, major Sherlock Holmes, all those major touchstones of the 1800s, mm -hmm. all the way through today, Twilight, Deadpool, The Matrix, saying, what if all of these things were real? What right. if they were all real and all took place in the same world? What right. does that world look like? Right, and that's great because not only does it bring in your niche audiences, your Victoria Aaron themes, you know, you also are bringing in the casual audiences, which exactly. I feel, you know, obviously, you know, boosts awareness of your co your company. Yep. Which I mean, I assume is the end goal. You know, you want Always. everybody everybody that's to why participate. We're here. You know, build the, <laughs> build the community as a group. Absolutely, were. we we're a big believer that uh, theater and flying V specifically really wants fans mm -hmm. more than it wants audiences. Okay, uh, you see that with comics, you see that with pro wrestling, you see that with musicians, you see that with all of sports teams, mm -hmm. you see that with all of these other ideas, but you don't see that with theater in the same way. People think, oh, I'm a theater person, I'm not a theater person. But that doesn't really make a lot of sense when you get down to it, because just because you like what we do doesn't mean that you'll necessarily like a Shakespeare play, or that you'll like a musical, or maybe you'll love all of those things, or you'll like none of them. 
but the likelihood is that just like you like movies but you don't like all movies you like certain types of movies and just because you like music because you like certain types of music but not all types of music there's theater out there for you okay and we believe that Flying V is the theater for a lot of people who like all the same things we do Mm -hmm. like everybody here at Awesome Con you know I mean yeah I mean how many audiences can you hit at once just I mean yeah, how many how many subsections of groups can you hit in one convention? Exactly. If um, anywhere was a perfect like me- melting pot, I guess of you know pop culture and you know comic books and films and video games, it's all here. Exactly. So and I that's mean, and that's so lovely for us. You know, yesterday we did a staged reading of a new play called Twelve Angry Batman, uh, and uh, it went great. You know, we had a really nice crowd. Uh, and the people who who could hear with the not great sound quality that we were given on the stage we were given, but uh, they all really loved the show. And, um, you know, last year we did a show here, a stage reading called Brother Mario, mm-hmm. uh, which was a Chekhovian look at the Super Mario Brothers. And I uh, think that was also, that's also part of your run from yeah, this year, that, right? And that then in turn became the first show of our season this year. Nice. Uh, back in February. And it was, uh, it was great, you know, to, to, again, give that heart to these characters uh, who you don't necessarily think about in those ways. Mm-hmm. But if you give them that, it, it makes them so much deeper yep. than, than you might have initially thought. Okay, so let me ask you this. So you've you've done Mario, you've done you know you're doing different sorts of characters, you know in different sort of fights. Is there some character or some premise that yeah you, that you've always wanted to utilize in say a play for Flying V, but just haven't gotten around to getting the opportunity? Uh, probably. I'd, I I I would want to ask that question of our artistic director, uh, Jason Schlafstein, who uh, is actually up in Canada right now. Um, at a director's lab workshop uh, for the next week. Oh, probably much better weather than right now. I'm right. Um, yeah, he's up in Tor- Toronto. But, uh, you know, I, it, it really depends. There's, there's so many... Uh, because not everything that we do is uh, specifically, like, taking a character who exists already. Right. Um, it's also looking at what is... Uh, what are the stories of our lives? You know, we did a show back in 2013 called The Best of Craigslist, uh, which was <laughs> taking 32 different Craigslist posts mm. and theatricalizing them. So we had, um, you know, somebody seeking a dragon slayer, and we had uh, somebody who le- was asking the question, who left this dead bird in my mailbox? And all of these were real Craigslist posts. Oh, I'm not doubting that it. we took and turned into monologues and songs and scenes, um, and then did at the Kennedy Center uh, on their Millennium stage. So you, you can actually still go and watch that. Uh, go watch that uh, at the Millennium stage website of the yep. Kennedy Center, even a few years later. You know, our next show coming up later this season is it's the rest of the world that looks so small, a theatrical review of Jonathan Colton. Now, I, I, I want to just point this out. Just because yeah. we were talking yesterday, and yes. you were pitching Flying V to me, just because I wanted to hear Absolutely. I wanted, 
because when I first saw the logo, I was like, okay, is this something Mighty Ducks related? Cause, it is. I mean, I love. <laughs> I mean, that's what I figured. It and, is. And I love Mighty Ducks, so that's, I was immediately drawn to your t-shirt. So I was like, okay, tell me about Flying Bee, because I gotta know. <laughs> and then when you were pitching this to me, I was like. This sounds amazing. Why have I not heard of this? Well, that's why we're here. Exactly. Why I'm on your podcast. And so no, that and more people can oh. hear all about Flying V and, and what as, we do. And I know, as soon as you uh, mentioned Joko, and, like, and you, you not only yep. did you, not only was it like, you're talking about the music of Jonathan Colton, but Jonathan Colton has actually signed off on this, right? He has. Uh, so we were given the rights by his people to create this show. Um, we're... <laughs> I make zero promises, but we will certainly be extending the invite to him to come and check it out. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, we, you know, we're a nonprofit theater company, so we're five hundred one c three. Every donation uh, that is made to us is tax deductible. Uh, with that mm-hmm. being a nonprofit, most of our income comes from donations, not from ticket sales. So when we were talking to Joko's people, he they were asking like well what is your budget for this show uh, and we were like here's what we expect to spend and here's what we expect to make in ticket sales and he was like I, I see <laughs> I mean, we have a creative commons license here you go yeah, um, and the thing is, he's is... completely signed off on, on that and that's been that's wonderful oh. we're, we're thrilled to to be able to move forward with this project, oh. knowing that that's all squared away. Yeah, yeah, you're not going to get any last-minute roadblocks. Exactly. And I mean, no, that's that's amazing. And so, what what is the process behind one of these shows? I mean, getting just getting off the ground. Well, so it really depends on the show. Flying V has about three different ways that a show uh, gets into our season. The least common, but easiest, is in a lot of ways is. Uh, that we find a pre-existing script mm-hmm. that speaks to us and our mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so examples of that is we did Lobster Alice by Kira Obolinsky uh, back in 2014, I believe it was. Okay. Um, and that was uh, looking at a fictionalized account of a true story where uh, Salvador Dali was hired by Walt Disney to come and work on Destino, uh, the animated short, while they were working on Alice in Wonderland. Uh, And in this version, he shows up and turns the studio into this Dali surrealist wonderland. Mm See, I'm already I'm right. Already, I hear uh, that description. I'm like, I'm I'm down. Yep. And then give me the ticket. I'm just, uh, take my last money. Last year, last year around this time, we did a show called Mad and Ben by uh, Mindy Kaling mm-hmm. and Brenda Withers. Okay. Uh, and that show was looking at Matt Damon and Ben Affleck mm-hmm. as played by two women because it was written for Mindy and Brenda to play themselves. Right. Um, so it's explicitly written that they're two women playing these characters. Uh, working on a script, a screenplay adaptation of Catcher in the Rye, when the, the screenplay for Goodwill Hunting falls out of the sky in their apartment mm-hmm. with their names on it. And they then have to debate what they do with this script that's really good that they didn't write. Right. <laughs> 
Right. Uh, it's just like divine providence has given us our golden egg. Exactly. What do we do? Like, what are the moral implications of taking this? Exactly. Uh, uh, and so it was damn, just a two-person show. Uh, I would have loved uh, to see that. That also was just great. So that's the that's the simplest but least common way that we create right. shows. Um, we also do a lot of. Um, writing from within the company mm -hmm. we have a uh, few playwrights within the company who uh, pretty consistently write work for us Seamus Sullivan who did 12 Angry Batman yesterday uh, has written a number of our shows he wrote Brother Mario as well nice um, and uh, so we will take that and workshop it and spend time getting that from page to stage um, and then the final way is we do a lot of devising work. It's actually the thing that we're probably best known for within DC's theater community is our devised work like Flying Beat Fights, The Secret History of the Unknown World, like It's the Rest of the World That Looks So Small. Um, taking these, uh, these shows, last year we did uh, in the fall a show called Be Awesome, a theatrical mixtape of the 90s. Oh, um, yes. And yeah, set to set to a backdrop of '90s music, we devised a show that actually told the story of a character turning 30 who found out he had terminal brain cancer. Around the same time, he found out his wife was pregnant with their daughter, Ugh. and he was never going to get to know this daughter. So he is making a mixtape for her of his life to tell his story to her and leave something behind. And it was one of the like most heart-wrenching, touching stories while also having this nostalgic 90s feel to exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. Uh, and that's, that's what we do best, is meld those two things together to really create something that makes you laugh, makes you cry, makes you feel things, makes you want to go out and live life more, which is right there in our mission statement. I mean, that's amazing. And again, uh, anybody who's listening to this episode, I would suggest that you go and check this theater company out. Where can they find you on the World Wide Web? They can find us at flyingvtheater.com. That's theater with an R-E. Uh, and that's F-L-Y-I-N-G-V as in Victor, T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot -E com. Uh, you can find us there. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram now that I have a publicist who's younger than I am. Uh, right. And uh, you can come check us out. Uh, Flying V Fights, The Secret History of the Unknown World, runs through July 2nd. Uh, tickets are available at flyingv.groundpapertickets.com. Uh, and tickets range uh, generally between $20 and $30, uh, depending on the night. Uh, we also have this really cool thing uh, where we have an angel donor who is matching any donation made in the building at the show, uh, dollar for dollar, as well as we have this thing called Awesome Tickets, where you can spend $10 more on your ticket, and that angel donor will match that $10 as well. Nice. So if you're coming to a show for $20, you can uh, spend $30 instead, and we get $40 in the end. Nice. And you're helping to make nonprofit, pop culture, theater, indie theater, a real 
thriving thing uh, yes, that continues to grow in the D.C. area. Yes, area. I want to see that. All right, so Jonathan, you were telling me just before we started recording about something called Flying V Flights. Yes. All right, so tell me about that. Flying V Flights is a new initiative that we were trying this year. Uh, we did it with Brother Mario, which we did Flying V Flights Brother Mario. Uh, and this is Flying V Flights. Um, we're going to be doing again this Saturday night, um, the 24th at 10 p.m. Uh, instead of doing an 8 p.m. show, we're we moved it to 10 p.m. for a nice little late-night feel. Uh, and we're going to do, with a slightly more expensive ticket, uh, $40 instead of $30, mm-hmm. you are going to get uh, it rules to a drinking game mm-hmm. and, the, uh, and a flight of beer mm-hmm. or cider uh, for you to play along as the game goes on, or as the show goes on. Correct. You can play this game. Uh, and it is a lot of fun because we'll have a couple drink masters in the front row to signal you every time you should drink to play along with the game. Nice. Uh, and it's just another fun way to enjoy the, the, enjoy the show. All right. Well, honestly, I, this, this has been a great time talking to you. It was my today. pleasure. Thank you, John. Thank Ed, you very much. I will, I will do my utmost to make sure people know about this because, like I said, this, hearing the premise was just amazing. So, I mean, and obviously I definitely want to see the secret history of the unknown world so thank you so much for coming out my pleasure thank Thank you thank you for boldly going nowhere (laughs) absolutely boldly going nowhere is a castwave studios production for other shows and more visit castwavestudios.com Oh, that sounded great.